happy Wednesday, everybody. Hello. Hi, Krista. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, how's the weather down by you? Hot. Hot. Acing's on. <laughs> All right. We got another four inches of snow today. Seriously? This sucks. Sorry. Hey, we lost Deweese. Where'd she go? All right. Anyway, guys, um, welcome and thank you for joining our show tonight. We've got an awesome guest tonight and she is based right now currently out of Houston, Texas. And she's originally from Rome, Italy, and she's got uh, quite a story to tell. And as you could see from the intro, um, she's doing a lot of crazy stuff and pretty exciting stuff and she can't wait to talk about it and and also she's intrigued by paramotoring so let's welcome priscilla welcome thank you thanks for joining hello i'm sorry sorry. thank you for joining and we got deweese back there you go (laughs) thank you for having me on the show this is great i'm really excited to be here thank you jade yeah so you're in Houston. What are you doing in Houston? So I'm in Houston currently for work. I am ear nurse. I'm currently working out here. Um, and um, I'm going to be here for uh, at least uh, another year, solid year here. Unfortunately, okay. uh, it is the flat, one of the flattest lands <laughs> I've ever lived, and terrain I've ever lived. Um, but as of right now, I'm really happy because I, I can still practice the other sports that I'm usually practice. So right. um, there is a great uh, there's a great um, place to jump. I also do skydiving. Uh, I mean speed flying mainly and um, base jumping. Of course, right now we don't have the mountains, like I said. So I'm focusing mostly on the wingsuiting out of the airplanes. Okay. So tell us we have not had a speed flyer on our show yet so tell us a little bit about that sport okay so speed flying is the sister sister sport of paragliding so i did start as a paraglider um, but the speed flying uses smaller wings so smaller smaller um, um, sizes uh, wings like for example right now i fly a nine meter um, I did case. start. Yes, <laughs> I did start when I started the paragliding um, as a paragliding student. I was using an A um, A wing, and it was, I believe, it was a twenty four meter, a twenty two or twenty four meter. Um, so you see the difference in the size of the wing, uh, and also um, we used the harness that we use does not have an airbag traditionally in the paragliding i mean yes in the paragliding you would want a big harness where you can't sit comfortably uh stay up in there for hours um and you do have an airbag and also a reserve because you if you are a very skilled pilot you can actually gain a lot of altitude by thermaling which is using uh, thermal currents um of uh, of air and just uh, stay in altitude as long as you can well, the speed flying uses smaller wings, 
and does not plan to be in the air that long. Actually, we plan to descend as fast as we can and, as, um, and try to be in, in close proximity with the ground. So our harness does not have an airbag and mostly you don't use um, a reserve. Although some speed flyers do carry a reserve, it's called the front mount reserve. If you're in different, like in a glacier environment or somewhere where you, you, you are very up high, you want to have a reserve. Um, but most, most big flyers use, um, I would say, an average, depending on your weight and what you want to do with the wing and your skill level, I would say from a 13 meter down to a 5.5 meter, which is literally like a piece of cloth, like like really, really small. But that's reserved only for like extremely skilled and um, usually sponsored athletes in the speed flying. So the main differences to recap are the wing size and the harness and the terrain, like staying close to the terrain and then going at really fast speeds. Okay. Wow. Yes. All right. So Krista or Dweez, do you have any questions for this gal? I do, I do. Okay. So you said you fly fast and close to the ground about how far up do you fly to the ground? Well, uh, I personally don't fly really, really close to the ground. If I don't, re if there's no like um, a terrain where I feel comfortable, most people um, do fly almost touching, touching uh, trees with their feet um, and skimming the ground. Um, honestly, I've seen people maybe Three feet, that's that's how close I've seen. Uh, the most skilled pilots um, and uh, sponsor athletes that I've been in contact with, I've seen them just um, even closer than that. And they're very agile, very, they move very quick. And uh, they have, um, of course, they have gained those abilities through the years, through a lot of training, a lot of dedication. And, and a lot of uh, just uh, self-development and uh, doing the right, you know, using the right resources and, of course, having the right people um, with them to coach them. Uh, some people, it's, it's, it's still a very, very young sport. Um, so a lot of things also we do find out, out on our own. Um, there's no coach that can tell you, hey, you should, you know, fly closer, do this better, do this. They can kind of give you some pointers, but a lot of things also are um, are um, we 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 just mentor each other, you know. And so, if you don't feel comfortable, of course, going that close, don't do it. You don't have to to have fun with the speed flying. That's what I'm trying to convey. So yeah, got it. Um, you awesome. can go even higher, um, especially if you're in a ex explorative. Like sometimes I don't know. I don't know. It's a new launch. It's a new mountain. It's a new line. Nobody has ever flown that. There's not really a lot of, you know, uh, information about it. So what do you want to do? Just like paragliding, you're going to do a high flight. Um, there are trims so that that make your your wing, um, the angle of attack steeper or flatter. So you just want to stay flat and and glide as much as you can just look at your line look at the terrain there might be boulders there, the, the trees height might change um and, and you just want to make sure so you do ex explorative um flights and you can fly high you can you can stay up high 
if you do it right. Awesome. Thank so you. according to your Facebook page, you did a speed flying tour in 2021. Where did that um, tour take place and um, how long was it? So traditionally in 2021, uh, well, every year in August, uh, it's a, a, a quite a few. Now it's growing. So it was a fewer pilots. Now it's growing. There is a, a speed flying meet in Les Desalts in France. Um, and it's, um, like I said, because the sport is growing, uh, at first, we had a fewer pilots. Now it, it's growing. Um, so it's uh, to answer your question, it's a very uh, important event for the speed flying community. A lot of pilots come from all over the world. And you see people from all, all of the cultures, um, Americans, Italians, and Europeans. Everybody's coming together and sharing the passion for flying the smaller wings. So um, to answer your question, I was in France, in Le Des Alpes. All right. Wendy, the explorer, um, she flies a trike also. And uh, she's asking, is speed flying what we saw on YouTube with the Red Bull? And somebody was going through the tunnels down around ski resorts, skimming their feet off of the hot tubs. Yes, yes. Um, I believe, well, there's so many different videos. I don't know exactly which video uh, they're referring at, but uh, yes, the speed actually, uh, if you are looking at this, at the sm small wing, at the speed wing, and somebody launching with skis, that is called the speed riding. So most of speed flyers are also speed riders. And, uh, and many pilots in the speed flying community actually start with the speed riding because there's snow. So if you're not launching correctly and you tumble, you do something, you go in the fresh snow. And I always recommend start with the paragliding always and then downsize your wing smaller and smaller and smaller. But some people, uh, they like to do a lot of the speed riding, start with the speed riding. So you see a lot of videos of people with the skis and the mini wings and the small wings. So what they probably saw is a uh, person speed riding. I don't know exactly who, but there is a sponsor athlete. Is uh, I know him personally, very extremely skilled. Uh, he's probably the best pilot in the world. Um, and uh, that's probably what they saw. He's a sponsor athlete, and he is. Uh, um, he didn't get there overnight, so never think. As in the paramotoring, uh, you don't get there overnight. Uh, this person is extremely skilled, trains every day, and um, he does do skim. He skims things with their with his skis and the feet. So I can't. Quickly. I yes. can't grab my downhill skis in Wisconsin and another four inches of snow we got and or my snowboard and just grab my my wing uh, <laughs> I nice knowing always, you you could do it not a problem I would always recommend to always start with a coach um, now in France and Europe there are courses you can take and focus just on that on the on the speed riding um, you can take uh, your wing um, and uh, you can go there or they can start you off there. If you have a paragliding or any wing experience, always get in contact with the appropriate coach. There's tons of resources out there and you can do that safe, safer. 
safe, safe leash. Of course, our goal is always, um, I believe, also in the paramotoring, you're not going fishing, guys. Not nothing wrong with fishing, <laughs> or you know, something more tranquil of a hobby. But we are always uh, higher risk activities. So of course, you not eliminate those risks, but you can definitely minimize them. And definitely getting in contact with the right coaches and mentors can definitely help you minimize those risks. All right, Krista. Um, we've got Fox Paramotor Girl, and she says, how many people are involved in this sport in the world? Not a lot. Honestly, I don't know because uh, we, I'm, like I was saying, we, uh, we don't have a, uh, a, a, an association per se. Uh, in the U.S., we are under the umbrella of the United States Parachuting and Hang Gliding Association. Um, but uh, in the rest of the world, I would say um, we're still very young, maybe uh, 10,000 people at the most combined with the speed riding, speed flying and speed riding. I would say at the most, maybe less. Okay. Have you always been a daredevil devil? And how did you start? Angela from Las Vegas wants to know. Okay, thank you for the question. So how uh, I've always been a daredevil, yes. Um, I always sought um, unusual activities for women. Okay, of course, growing up in Italy, I love my native country. Um, but unfortunately in Italy, women are not encouraged to seek, um, hobbies that are, um, uh, directly related to men. For example, I started driving a motorcycle at a young age. Now you probably have seen pictures of Italy, people driving mopeds and whatnot. And there are actually motorcycles shaped like mopeds shaped as motorcycle. The, 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 the CCs is like a very small engine CC. So I started with the motorcycle at a very young age, and then I had a scooter and then Vespas. And and I was always, I liked the speed, and I, w I was very interested in in flying. And at, this, at that time, unfortunately, women were not being, you could not become a pilot. So I grew up in the 80s and 90s. And uh, unfortunately, uh, my brother got into a, a, a um, um, high school where their major was, becoming at the end you become a pilot you get your ppl your private pilot license and only men were accepted in the school and i wanted to go to that school so badly so that happened when i was growing up i was going in the countryside with my grandfather he was from a region in italy that is all country and we would see people flying the airplane like really small cessnas and adjacent to the airport, there was a uh, drop zone. So the drop zone is where people um, jump from airplanes with their parachutes. So I would see all the, you know, not only people flying the, the Cessnas and there was a, a, a pilot school, there was also a drop zone. So I would see people um, landing their parachute and I was so excited. I'm like, oh man, I really want to do that one day. And my grandpa was very encouraging. He, he was very encouraging and he actually asked my parents, you should enroll her as well in a private um, pilot school. And my parents 
they were very conservative. They're very conservative. Now they're a little better. They see me doing all this stuff and they see their uh, women are getting more and more involved into the extreme sports and this kind of activity. So they're, they're understanding. But back in the days, they're trying to bring, you know, raise your the daughter in, in a more conservative way and you were not allowed to really pursue those activities. So as I was mentioning before, women became pilots in Italy very late, I think in the years of 2000 or so, whereas other cultures, other other countries had women pilots like already uh, from the 70s, probably in the 80s. So to answer the question, I've always been a daredevil. I always wanted to fly. I always wanted, I like the speed and flying. And then finally, um, I'm like, you know, Italy, unfortunately, at the time when I was growing up, was not representing who I wanted to be. And I saw all these videos from the United States and the base jumping already was growing and all these sports. And I'm like, yeah, it looks like United States, they really support um, sports in general and women. So um, I went to the university. I went to study at 19 years old. I enrolled in the university. I swam in the university in the United States, and and I was able to make my way through college. And uh, I and the more I was, it was just the more I was working hard, the more I was getting supported. So in the United States, I find my new home and the place where. Uh, I was really getting that support. Eventually, I got a stable job. Of course, we know that these activities are quite expensive. I can't even imagine about the paramotoring. Uh, but uh, once you have your own equipment, you can train really hard. So I had money. I started having a little bit of money. And then uh, I started getting I'm like, finally, I can get into the skydiving. And I started training skydiving and I see a lot of women, a lot of support. And then I got more interested in the speed flying because that's what I really wanted to do. Actually, the wingsuiting and the speed flying. And um, and slowly I got connected with people. I was um, com in, the com in the skydiving community, the paragliding community. And I just asking questions, staying involved, asking the different mentors, hey, how do I get there? Hey, how do you how do you um, how do you get to the speed flying? And you, you meet the right people, and they know how to um, connect you with the mentors. And slowly, I made my way through, and, and it's been quite challenging because, again, um, yes, we're in America, but they're very unusual activities, and a lot of these activities are newer and they're still growing. So. Um, that's how basically I I, uh, I got involved, just being active in these communities and uh, connecting with people, connecting with other women, um, and and looking at other women how they were doing, and asking questions. So, so hot buttered Steve has got a question: Have you flown with Steve Mayer before? Uh, Steve Mayer? No, I have not. I'm sorry. I did not, I have not, but I have flown with other other people. I've met people who have been in the sports, in the speed flying community, the paragliding community for a long time, sponsor athletes. And uh, all these people are just, um, they're, they're, um, they're people to look up to uh, because they're, they became someone and they became someone not overnight. They train really hard and all of these uh, famous and they became famous for a reason because they really put their heart that's all they did all their life and they're dedicating their life to make our sports grow 
Um, unfortunately, did not uh, fly with that specific person, but I did fly with other people who are dedicating their entire lives to the speed flying, the wingsuiting, the skydiving, and the paragliding communities and sports. All right. Krista? Uh, Will Fly says, what is the biggest thing left to tackle on your bucket list if you have one? Uh, okay. Well, there's so many that don't believe that once, I mean, you jump off the mountain and that's it. No. Uh, well, that's what I thought. I'm like, I want to make one jump out of the mountain, off the mountain, or I want to speed fly this particular mountain and I'm, I'm done. No, because after that, a whole new goal presents to your presents to you and i'm sure you have probably experienced that in in the paramotoring uh you're like oh i just wanna i just wanna fly one time and see how the paramotor works and if i'm able to do it and after that you're you get so excited and all these range of opportunities open up to you and you're like okay i'm gonna fly i'm gonna fly here i want to fly in this part of in this part of the world so to answer the question um, there are so many other parts of the world that I really want to fly in the speed flying. For example, um, definitely um, there's, I mean, so many parts of the Alps that have been unexplored. There's a region in Italy um, between Veneto and Friuli. So that's kind of going towards Venice area. And the area is still very unexplored. And I was just, I just drove there and I, I can just look up and see like 10 different lines, 10 different new lines to fly. Of course, so uh, specifically, um, there is a mount, there's a mountain there that I really want to fly. I have not gone flying yet. Uh, that mount is called Mount, uh, I believe, Ch uh, Ch Mount Chervia. And uh, I have not flown it, for example. There's, uh, uh, the, the, there's mountain that I would like to wingsuit off of that I never, never flown, like the Mount Eiger. It's huge. The, uh, it's in Switzerland. And um, you, can, you don't have to fly with, the, with your wingsuit off of it, but uh, it's probably most memorable if you do. It's very, very high mountain glacier. Um, it's a very hard, I would say, hike if you're not in shape and if you're not prepared mentally, it can be a really hard hike. Um, and, and definitely, um, it's something that, that I, um, I have not trained for yet. So that's for sure. One of the, uh, biggest aspiration in the base jumping for, in, in, in wingsuiting, for example. Yes. So you have lots of things in your bucket list. I do. And, and you know how it is. When you start flying, you think you, you've flown it all, but you don't. You really don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, Eric PPG Lear wants to know if your boyfriend flies with you and do you fly, to get, do you fly together? Absolutely. <clears throat> well, that's actually how we met. So going back to that speed flying meet that we uh, talked about in Les Alpes in, in France, uh, we met there uh, a few years ago, randomly. Um, of course, there was only like three women and 200 males or, or something like that, about 100 pilot males. So um, I, I'm there and I'm by myself and I see this this uh, guy and he's uh, 
uh, all happy, just landed from a flight and I just arrived and this all energy, so many talented people and you're trying to meet everyone and I see him landing and I'm like, oh, that, that was quite, that was quite a nice landing and I'm getting all excited and, um, and, and that's, that's how we started. Uh, we met each other and yes, we do fly together. We base jump with all the extreme sports we're doing together. Um, he's actually a very skilled pilot, especially in the speed riding and speed flying. Um, he does actually, he has an eight meter and that, that's, that's uh, for his weight and size, it's quite challenging. But um, yes, we do everything together in, in the sport. But the good thing is um, sometimes, hey, you want to go with your friend, see you. I'm going to fly the other line with, which by the way, I'm, dreaming of having all girls team with the speed flying and paragliding that would be awesome so, paramotoring paramotoring also but for me yes because i don't do paramotor so i'm always like oh i wonder if we can do speed flying or at least a mini wing you know but unfortunately still young in the we're still young in the sport um and uh, women there's not a lot of speed flying there's more speed riders uh, so skiers women which is great there's some strong strong speed riders women and they're amazing uh, so anyways to just to let you know we do everything together but sometimes hey i had you you can go fly that line i'm just going here see you later you know i i i want to do my own thing and that's i think that's kind of healthy um, there's also, uh, the skill level that you have to keep in mind. Um, sometimes he, he's just really skilled and I'm not able to follow his line. So I'm just going to do something better, more appropriate for myself and, uh, not actually there's some launches. Oh my gosh. Uh, one time I found myself on a launch where it's just rocks. It's basically a, a base jump with your wings open behind you and i'm like uh-uh i'm not speed flying off of this thing i see you later i see nice grassy areas down in that part of the mountain i'm going there see you have fun and i saw them later you know i saw the the group later and i flew my own my own line my own thing so um that's to answer the question so so the pickup line is hey that's a nice landing <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, hey, that's a very small wing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, Lord. All right. So, Mark McElroy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mark McElroy is asking um, from Paralife PPG How many jumps do you have? So, jumps off of a cliff of a mountain or out of an airplane? So, tell us all. <laughs> Okay, so um, now because um, we we just wanna we just wanna make uh, um, um, the difference. I want to explain the difference between the 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 jumping. So jumping at a drop zone in an airport, you're jumping off on an airplane. That's the skydiving, which you can do also with a wingsuit. In that in that sport, I have about uh, 700 jumps. Not a lot. There's people with thousands. Uh, some of those uh, women I really look up to, and people and mentors that I look up to, they have like 10,000, 12,000 skydives. Um, so for me, in the 700, 
in terms of base jumping, which is the sister sport to the skydiving by your jumping off of a fixed object, which mostly the mountains, I do have about a 250 jumps and it's not a lot. It's not a lot. So uh, it's, 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 uh, it's, they're important numbers, but when you look at the sponsor athletes or other strong women, um, uh, in the sport, in these sports, um, there's women with thousands, thousands of jumps. And, um, for me, um, I, I just, uh, all I have, all I can do is continue, continue to train as much as, as I can. And it's not, a lot of times we're not, we don't want to talk about only, uh, uh, jump numbers because, uh, the number of jumps, because then people think, oh, well, I have uh, 300 jumps. I can do, do, I can do this, this and that. It's the quality. Um, you might have fewer jumps, but you're very skilled. You're very naturally inclined to the sport and you're maybe picking up faster than other people your you have your your abilities are much better than mine so um we always want to talk talk about the quality of jumps uh, and uh, um and how and 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 how hard you're training so just to answer right. the question those are my numbers right. anyways nice krista you're on mute i think Hang on. You're unmuted. No, you got to unmute. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Wendy, who Flora said, what is your biggest fear? Since you seem to be fearless in all the style sports you are into. Okay. Biggest fear is um, seeing, is seeing, um, seeing my friends get hurt, which unfortunately has happened. I had to respond as a nurse. I had to respond as a friend, of course. I had to respond to critical situations where the launch did not go well or the landing did not go well. And that has happened. And at first, you have kind of like an idea of, um, geez, you know, I don't want... Because myself, I'm responsible for myself. Something happens to me, um, that, that fear... That's mine. That's my personal. Um, it's mostly on other people. Um, I don't want to see my friends in those situations because at first, like I was saying, um, you kind of have an idea of it and you're like, yeah, that's a possibility. But then it really happens. And um, and 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 it's very unfortunate. And um, unfortunately, I had a couple of uh, very, very um um, critical situation. I do, re I do tend to respond no matter where I'm in the mountain. Sometimes there's different launching spots. And if I saw something happens or I hear some, somebody on the radio or, or somebody's calling for help or something just doesn't look right. I just go, I try to make my way as safe as possible. I don't care about flying. Of course. Um, I just make my way and try to assess the situation and, and what the biggest fear is to answer the question is, uh, finding the person uh, not moving or unconscious and, and, and in, a, in, in a very remote area, which is probably like, it's like the scenario that we're mostly in. So, but you try again, you try to minimize those risks as much as you can. So. Clark Video would like to know, what's your average speed? 
Uh, average speed. So we do wear a fly sight for the speed flying as well. I think I recorded a, a speed of 100 kilometers per hour. Uh, barrel rolling, you're building up. So when you go upside down and you do like a circle on your same axis, uh, barrel rolling, you can reach high, even higher speeds and the most skilled pilots can go even faster than that. Um, it depends on it depends on the pilot. My personal speed has been, um, I think it was a little over 100 kilometers per hour. Was yes. that like 220 miles an hour? Uh, sorry, in the, in the miles per hour would be, let me think about it, maybe at 85 miles per hour. 85? 80, 90 miles, yeah, something like that. Um, maybe, maybe a little more. Oh, I thought um, it was less. Uh, of course, the the more the, depending on the weather conditions of that day, uh, do you have a, do you have a clean air? Do you have wind? Um, um, do you have a headwind? Do you have uh, how skilled are you? How small is your wing? You can you can reach speeds more than that, way more than that. So I would say easy a hundred miles per hour, not a problem, even more than that. Yeah, Travis Dupont and I looked it up at 62 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Yes, that sounds about right. <laughs> All right. Um, Tony Marzano from Las Vegas is asking, um, what's the best placed place you've base jumped? And also he had asked um, if you jumped in Dubai ever. Okay, so uh, best place I've jumped uh, is my uh, very dear place, Monte Brento. It's in Northern Italy. That's where I learned how to base jump. Um, it's a very uh, special spot for me because I actually live there nearby and I made a lot of jumps out of that place. Um, it's, um, I love the mountains. You can see Lake Garda. Um, you can see just the pre-Alps, part of the Alps. Um, and you can jump almost all year long. All my friends are there. So for me... Um, in terms of um, scenery and uh, emotional attachment, the Mount Brento is the best place I have I've jumped. Um, and I've jumped also during the night. So with the full moon, that's also very beautiful. Um, it's very special jumps. And uh, you can see all the, all the, um, the nice uh, Lake Guard I love. I love that place. And to answer the other question of Lake Dubai, of Dubai, um, no, I never jumped in Dubai, but I'm planning to in the future. Okay. Krista, your turn. All right. Um, I know there's a question up there. Can't see it, but um, what do your parents think of you flying or jumping out of planes now? Oh my gosh. So. <laughs> Um, I think, I think um, um, they learn how to accept this part of me because this is me and I, I've been very clear with them. I'm an adult. I uh, built my own life. I do respect my parents. I do respect my family. Um, I, I'm, but at this point, um, they are understanding a little bit this part of me. They not necessarily want to know my um, uh, weekly activities. Um, for example, the wingsuiting or the skydiving or the speed flying. Um, they kind of don't don't want to know. 
but they are curious. So sometimes I do send them videos and my brother's actually, um, he's very supportive and he shares videos. And so he's, um, they, they can understand a little bit of what's going on. Um, they do understand the risks, of course, and as parents, they're very worried. Um, but at the same time, um, I think they started, they started becoming proud of what I have accomplished and, and also the fact that um, I'm part of the communities active, actively um, they support other women. They see that it's not just, hey, I just want to throw myself off this mountain. There's other things involved. There is friendship. There is uh, mentorship. There is growing with each other and support, especially with the women. Um, also in the skydiving, I'm part of the Sisters in Skydiving program, supporting, supporting women, uh, connecting women to one another. Um, they're, they're seeing all these other aspects um, and also this uh, latest project. Uh, they got very excited about it. Of course, I can't tell the details like I was saying earlier, but um, they got very excited. They, they are understanding now that um, the sports are growing, women are getting more involved into these activities that were traditionally maybe um, more um, attached to men. Uh, so they're very happy. They're worried, but they're very happy. And I think seeing all these other aspects is kind of um, lessening their uh, concerns uh, rather than just being anxious all the time. Uh, they're more accepting. All right. Um, Deweese? Uh, Mark McElroy says smaller is more impressive. <laughs> Krista? <laughs> Krista? Yeah. Krista? You're supposed to read this, what's on the screen? <laughs> this must be a Shane Mark thing. <laughs> oh, I'm going to my shirt, Mark. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's funny serious if you want to fly now um at base jump or wingsuit or whatever do you have to travel is there not any place near houston where you can base jump or anything uh unfortunately for the base jumping the speed flying there is not much around here um there's alternatives but um that you can uh, that you can definitely you can definitely travel. Um, I mean, you can go go to California and go in the mountains in California, in the Sierras, uh, Central California, like Mammoth area, all that area. It's all speed flyable. Um, you can go to uh, Utah. Um, you can in California and Utah, you can base jump and speed fly. Um, you can go. There's so many different states that you can pursue these activities. Um, but yes, unfortunately, right now for the base jumping and the speed flying, I would have to travel. Do you get uh, to do I, that now? Uh, yes, I mean I can do it, but um, I, of course I have to. I have to co coordinate with work, yes, um, yeah. as you can imagine, being a nurse. You're always, um, not always you have those three days in a row and then four off, you know, sometimes you do, sometimes you try to ask and uh, depends on which employer you're working for. Of course, if you're a travel nurse, uh, maybe yeah. you shouldn't ask if your staff, they're more supportive. So uh, you do have those occasional, maybe every two or three weeks, those four days in a row, you can try to make the trip. 
Um, and definitely in the next month or so, I'm planning to go to California to uh, get some speed flying in. Yes. All right. Um, JP, <laughs> I'm sure you've heard of him um, because he's a big TikToker, you know, and um, he wants to know if you heard of him. Uh, actually, I'm not on TikTok, and I know you TikTok. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> Sorry. Fun for the girls. <laughs> I have been. I've been thinking about getting on TikTok. Yes, of course. Um, um, it's it for me the the. The, the 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 use of social media has been uh, very helpful to connect with others in the in the sports in our sports um, and it's it, it I think if it's used for these kind of purposes it's amazing it's an amazing they're amazing tools and just getting just getting um, getting together with other girls and it's it and actually Jay that that's how I I saw all of her activities and I was like whoa this is great I wouldn't. <laughs> If we didn't have social media, we wouldn't probably have connected the four of right. us. Uh, yeah. Maybe we maybe we would have eventually, but it would have taken a longer time. Yeah. So, so I chased Angie Drum on here. Uh -huh. She was putting her little guy down, and she's a, a fellow a skydiver. And she says she's hoping to make it down to Houston drop zone before too long. So that yes. would be cool if you two could connect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, not a problem. Um, it, it will be great. And uh, we are actually, I'm jumping mostly at Spaceland Houston, which is not too far from here. Great drop zone, great people, great. Um, it's just a great environment. A lot of women there too, that you can get connected to and get the support that you need uh, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so I'm also going to share some of the videos you had sent me. I hope you guys can see them because I think they're pretty amazing. Now, is that a regular paragliding or is that a speed wing? That's a nine meter uh, oh. swing mirage. Uh, that's a speed wing. Okay. So as you can see, it's a little smaller than, uh, than the others. In the background, you can actually see that's my fiance in the background with the eight meter. Which oh, geez. Is smaller. Uh, yeah, like I said, um, I do have an eight meter but I fly only in certain spots that I know very well and okay. in certain conditions. All right. So now I'm going to go to an airplane. Huh? If you want to explain this. Well, this is the wind <laughs> So this is the skydiving in particularly in the skydiving the, it's called the wingsuiting. It's a discipline within skydiving where you do have a wingsuit um, that uh, basically it's a suit all over your body and you do have, uh, it kind of mimics wings and a tail and you fly just like a wing and it, it, aerodynamically it's a wing. Uh, your shoulder function as an angle of attack and, uh, and the wing where you're hitting the, the flow of the air and as you can see, uh, the person below me on his back 
his wingsuit is even bigger. So in this case, the bigger suit you have, the more advanced. This is an extremely skilled wingsuiter and uh, lord organizer, um, just a, a mentor in the drop zone. Um, and he was basically functioning is called as base. So he's setting the base and the angle, and he was trying to have me go uh, towards him. That way I can work on the angle of attack. Mm-hmm. Because what well, as, as any wing, we want the angle of attack in a certain um, angle to be most efficient uh, as possible in the air. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure um, you can see I'm like trying to go to him um, as much as I can. And he's setting up the pace at that point. And here we are over Houston. Yes. In the, wow. Yes. Yes. Um, the video was taken by my fiance who was actually on the jump and he was filming me so that later I can see myself and my inclination and angle, um, um, relative to the base and see if I was being efficient flying or not. So if you do have a, a good, efficient angle, you can pick up a lot of speed and you become very efficient in the air. And that becomes very critical also in the base jumping. Right. Okay. Here's the next one. Go back to the speaker. (laughs) That was a short one. Yes. This is the speed flying. Um, This is in a mountainous region in Italy, um, in the Alps. And as you can see, you do not have to have skis. I mean, it is, of course, once you have those winter months, uh, you may want to have skis, especially in the fresh snow. But you could launch also uh, by foot launching in the snow. Of course, I had crampons on uh, just to make sure I was not uh, slipping uh, on icy parts. Um, But you can make like a, a little bit of a nice way like kind of like a driveway um Mm -hmm. by yourself and then you can foot launch uh if you're not interested in using the skis in that moment i just didn't have my skis with me at that point i just didn't have them at location speed wing that's a speed wing that's a nine that's my old nine um it's a different color the one that i have right now is a red one that's an older version of the swing mirage um, and uh, I'm in Soboba, California. That's where I learned how to speed fly. As you can see, I'm in close proximity with the with the um, with the terrain. Um, so that's that's what I was talking about earlier. Sometimes you want to fly close proximity. Sometimes you don't have to. Um, that's uh, but uh, the the purpose for the speed flying. This is this is, this picture kind of entails of what the speed flying is about, pretty much. Yeah. That's uh, Switzerland, the base jumping. As you can see, the wing is folded. Well, in this ca- case, it's a canopy. It's a parachute. It, it is enclosed in a in a, a container. So that you're going to jump off. Um, on. I'm wearing a uh, track, two-piece track suit, which kind of helps you um, not fall too fast. 
and go away from the rocks because you want to be distanced from the rocks. Once you open, you reach the right altitude and you open your parachute. Um, on the bottom of my back to the right, you see there's a handle. You pull the handle. Yep, exactly. You pull the handle and it deploys your parachute once you reach the altitude that you have um, planned on. Okay. Yes. Back in the line. <laughs> Now, is one of those you? No, that's my friend I was talking about earlier. Uh, and this is my fiance. I was just trying to. I was just trying. So we did a. Um, this is me, though. This is me. This is my point of view. Wow. So um, I was trying to uh, film there their landings because that day they were just having these great landings and and uh, really fast swooping which is basically your um you're going as far as you can with your landing so they're swooping skimming to the ground uh, during the landing and i was trying to see uh, it was so beautiful it was just that uh, we just had a such a great day great flying it was a couple of days and we went to visit my friend Diego in the Veneto area. And that's his mountain where he usually flies. Um, and it's a, such a great spot. You have uh, a great team there of speed flyers, paragliders. Um, and we just had such a great day. And I just wanted to make a, a video edit. And I uh, was just having fun, barrel rolling, barrel rolling, and then... We actually base jumped. Um, we were able to wingsuit base jump off of a paraglider in that mountain that day. Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you should be doing that in a pool. I know, right? <laughs> actually, you train first in a pool. That's uh, that's actually how you want to do it. You train the pool first. <laughs> uh, that's back to the base jumping, and that's Mount Brento, one of my favorite spots. As I was, uh, as I mentioned before, as you can see, you have uh, about um, about a uh, three thousand, four thousand feet of uh, of drop, and you have, uh, I would say, about a ten second delay. Maybe no, actually, about an eight second delay there where um, you can perform um, uh, this, it's called aerials, aerial skills. Um, so it's, you know, somersaults and, and gainers. There's different exits you can do and modalities and, and combos of the different uh, maneuvers. Um, and that's, um, that's the Mount Brent I was talking about and the, the, my favorite place. And here I'm performing a four. I was trying to do a four, um, four, four times. Um, somersault, yeah. One, two. I don't know if I ever. Three. three uh, four. four. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, I was trying. <laughs> so you obviously don't start overnight with this, especially because you're falling faster and you're very close to the mountain. So 
normally with a wingsuit or a different different techniques you can get away from the mountain that's your whole goal once to open the to to deploy the, the parachute uh in a safer way um but this one's uh you're very close to the mountain you're falling faster and it requires you to have a good proprioception of your body and you just uh, don't do it overnight of course get with the mentor i have a mentor uh, my base coach uh, Maurizio, and then I um, uh, ask him question, and I start with one. You start with one pl- plane. Hmm. Start with one. Of course, you start first from the beginning, normal exit, just with your arms out. And then once time goes by, you training, training, training. You can put one of these. Then you can add two. You can add three. And there's different combos that you can do. Wow. <laughs> And a lot of stretching. <laughs> oh no kidding. God. You have All to right. stretch. <laughs> what do we got here? Same thing, it looks like. Uh, here, yes. Actually, here, I didn't do as many. So I'm trying to get away from the mountain. And at that, the last portion, I was trying to track away from the mountain. Okay. So the whole idea, the whole one of the main goals in doing this is not just for fun or personal goals or whatever. It's you have to do these in a, in the same in 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 a in a proper position in the axis because if you don't, you get unstable and then you have other problems. And it's you want to work on the aesthetics of it as well, um, not just to throw yourself off the mountain. So, how much of a jolt do you get when that? shoot opens up and yanks it back up that's a great question so for the big so in base jumping you have a bigger parachutes than skydiving and those can be you could have hard openings if you don't stop enough so let's say you did your your um, revolutions and then you're tracking away uh, you're getting a little bit of speed momentum and you're not stopping and you open that's uh yeah you're all feeling on your neck it's kind of like a small uh small uh maybe crash with your car uh, uh so you'll you'll get sore well, that's what i'm trying to say uh, so you have to do the proper you know technique and stop and you, you do get for skydiving a uh, little less but even there if you're not stopping and you're doing all of a sudden uh, of course, there's techniques that are taught to you to how to stop and properly open the parachute and deploy the parachute. Uh, if you don't do it properly, it'll, it can give you it, it can give you sore muscles and it could I be bet. dangerous as well. Yes, for sure. All right. Um, Angie's also asking, how much do burbles mess with those? What's that? Burbles. Uh, yes. So... I'm not sure in which sport she's referring, but burbles is basically a dirty air. So air that has um, tur- uh, turbulence in it. Like let's say um, wind can cause that. If the, I'm sure you know with your uh, with your wing, you don't want to go over any ridges uh, where the wind is hitting um, uh, consistently, and the air behind it in the leeward side. Um, becomes, I'm sorry, in the, if you're, let's say, going over a ledge of a mountain and you have a strong headwind, that air can be uh, dirty and turbulent. It's just like that. So verbal, it's when uh, the uh, movement of the air that is caused by another person 
um, let's say you're flying your wingsuit in formation and you're really tight with each other, or even in free falling, you're not even with the wingsuit in free falling, you're, you're falling down and you go one on top of the other. This, this, these two bodies can burble each other, it's called. So it's basically, to answer your question, it's turbulent air caused by uh, another object or another person. And that's very important to always keep in mind when you're performing maneuvers, especially those kind of maneuvers, yes. Very now cool. in the base jumping, initially, as you can see, I'm initiating that inertia, that momentum. That's dead air. You don't have a lot of burble there, even if another person is there. But once you start hitting uh, higher velocities, higher speeds, then the other person, if somebody is near you, they can cause burble for sure. So you always have to keep that in mind, where you're flying, who you're flying with, and in which position um, um, uh, relative to each other you're flying for sure. I think that's my husband's new nickname, Burble. Burble. <laughs> Dirty air. Burble. It can cause a lot of problems. It can cause a lot of problems. We always have to know where Burble forms um, and, uh, and what it is, where, where it's located in, 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 in with the particular jump that you're performing. So it can cause a lot of problems, yes. <laughs> you want to read the next one? Yes. Read it. Okay, question. Okay, so when you're flying a nine meter wing, how do you make the go, no go decision with respect to winds? Winds much higher, yes. So, uh, so for the speed wing, um, you don't, ideally, you don't want any type of winds. You don't want winds. Uh, maybe I would say five to 10 miles per hour, 10 miles per hour at the most headwind that will help you for sure on your takeoff, but you don't want higher than that. Number one, it's not safe. You're risking a frontal collapse, um, especially with the smaller wings. Uh, like it's, I've seen people launching 15, 20, 30 miles per hour winds. That's definitely not, that's definitely a no-go. Um, and it's not, and then number two, it's not fun because you may not be able to reach those, um, that proximity because the closer you go to the ground, the more turbulence you could have if you have those high winds. So you don't want to find yourself in a canyon trying to skim through the terrain and you're having all these 20 mile per hour wind, 50 mile per hour wind there. I mean, 50 mile per hour wind, it starts getting kind of important. Ideally those wings to answer your questions, you could have a little bit of headwind. That's great. It'll help you on your foot launching and, and, and getting in the air. Um, but definitely you don't want, you don't want high winds. You don't want, um, you don't want to have like a 15 mile per hour wind. It's not, it's not even fun at that point. Hey, get your paraglider out, get your paramotor out and just enjoy your flights with the paramotor. And uh, I mean, I'm sure you guys don't fly with the high winds either, but for us, it's even more delicate. It's even more delicate. Um, you don't want high winds. And then ultimately is your decision, what you're comfortable with. There's some people, hey, they feel comfortable with the higher winds. They want to go. They never had a collapse. They never had a problems. 
okay. I mean, I don't recommend it. Um, I know uh, for myself, um, and then when I'm when I find myself with other people at launch, hey guys, did you notice that the wind is so and so? It's it start getting worse. Um, let's look at the at the tree. You look at the trees. You look at the environment around you. Now, if you're flying in California, it's a desert. You don't have a lot of other, you know. Um, uh, uh, point of references like like trees you would have in the Alps or somewhere where there's trees or um, an alpine terrain or something like that. So at that point you're you're looking at the sand. Hey, I'm kicking the sand. Let's see what it does. Do I see uh, dust devils? Do I see discoloration in the air? Like uh, maybe it's a column of sand. And that's not a good indicator. Um, and you try to have maybe people already launched and landed. You try to connect with those people as well. Hey, what did you think of the air? How is the air in the middle? Did you? It was it bumpy? Uh, what do you think? And you try to use your resources. If you're by yourself, I don't recommend flying by yourself, but we all have done it probably. Um, try to look at the environment around you. Look at the um look what's around you and uh it's a good idea bring a streamer you have those ribbons bring one of those ribbons with a really small stick hey that does miracles sometimes you're not sure sometimes that catabatic flow is changing into catabatic it's the sun is going down and you're oh my gosh the i don't have any headwind what do i do use what you got and that you make your own decisions always and then if you're with other people um, don't be afraid to speak up and keep others safe. Definitely. So you don't use wind socks when you fly? Yes, yes, but most of the times we're in spots where there's no wind socks. Um, so unfortunately, we make our own wind socks. We bring wind socks. There's portable ones. You can definitely, definitely, and I highly recommend doing. Um, we create, uh, usually we create with the small ribbons. We create our own um, streamers, air streamers, but... Um, and um, you definitely that definitely minimizes risk for sure and you want to do that but sometimes we're in uh um environments where nobody has flown nobody nobody has the landing there maybe it's in a property that it's not really private but you don't want to put a windsock there because you're not allowed to so you use your other resources. Eventually, you, if you see something that is not right, you just don't feel right, just don't do it. Just don't go. That's how I call it. Exactly. We got one last question, it looks like. Duise? Uh Yeah, Paul Marzano um, wants to know if those swoops were done with a base canopy. Uh, I'm sorry, said again, the swooping with the base canopy? Uh -huh. Yeah, and the video. Base canopy. Okay, swooping with the base canopy. So some people are able to do it. I am not able to do it. Those are very large canopies. Um, they are more similar to kind of like a paraglider with a, a little bit of delayed response. They're not very intuitive like a, uh, a high-performance skydiving canopy or a speedwing. They're very intuitive. You think about it and it does, right? Those, that particular canopy for base jumping and there's different canopies within the base jumping different models do different things and for different environments and for different type of jumps but in general those canopies are not made for swooping some very skilled people um, who I know they know how to do it uh, briefly uh, you won't get a lot of distance because that's not what they're made for and they're not designed for that but you could you could do it 
a little bit, yes. All right. Everybody's saying fantastic show. Um, oh, she's wow. willing She's willing to stick around um, and bring her fiancé, Phil. Say his name again. Yes, Phil. He was supposed to no, be here. No, say his name. <laughs> Phil. No. Filippo. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I like that name better. <laughs> to make He's it fast, to make it easier, we just say Phil and Priscilla um, or Pri. So I know our names are a little bit different. So <laughs> to make it faster <clears throat> for everyone. Oh, so are you found on social media anywhere? I know Facebook. Yes. Yes, yes. So in um, in uh, Instagram, I'm lifeguard P. I was a lifeguard, open water lifeguard for a long time. I do enjoy that um, part of myself as well, and that element, the water, not only the air. So uh, lifeguard P, all one word, um, and you can find me easily. Um, I'm very, I'm very happy if you find me and uh, ask me question, any type of question, not a problem. And on Facebook, I'm Priscilla Ant. We talked about that. It's not my real last name, but it'll do for now. <laughs> Thank you. I like it. <laughs> All right. Um, Deweese, how about you? You starting your flying soon and so we can get you on some videos again? Yeah, I'm going to try to be up there by April. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, YouTube, Deweese Milstead. Um, Instagram, WheezyRN. Um, TikTok, WheezyRN. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> My brain's fried. like about. Yep. And Krista. Great. Here on Wednesday nights. <laughs> All right. That's great. You I, can I, find I, me at. <laughs> you can find me at Jade Lear on Facebook. Um, <coughs> if you are a female that wants to share your story on on this show, by all means, reach out to one of us. Um, I'm also on Instagram occasionally under Flying Flamingo Jade, I believe, and TikTok Flying Flamingo 12, maybe, or Flamingo Jade. Um, check them out. And we thank you so much, Priscilla, for taking the time. You have been such a joy to be able to talk to this past week, you know, back and forth. And it was so wonderful to connect with you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to connect with more women and knowing that more women are in the extreme sports and and uh, thank you thank you please stay in touch and uh, co contact me anytime thank you yeah and if anybody wants to join in um eric i believe put um the link in the the chat so um we'll see you shortly okay have a good night and fly I'll safe everyone thank you so much thanks everyone for joining the show and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you. What Thanks, do you everybody. say? What do you say in Ciao. Italian? Ciao. 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 Ciao.